Nick and Beth. Now, you promised me uh, the biggest guest we've had on the show since we've been here. Uh, 100%. And she doesn't seem to speak to anyone except Carl Stefanovic, a fellow <laughs> Queenslander. But we do have the one, the only, Senator Pauline Hanson on the line. How are you this morning? Oh, g'day, guys. Look, I'd love to talk to you. <laughs> You're only just up the road from me anyway. I know. You're down in the Where scenic rim so, this morning, aren't you? What's the weather like down yeah, there? Yeah, scenic rim. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I tell you what, it's chilly. Mm. But, it's, um, no, it's lovely. But, no, it's great to talk to you guys. Well, look. It's uh, it's eight eleven in the morning. It's a Friday morning. You have already been across national headlines. Our news crew are already playing clips. Uh, you were having a chat to Carl on the Today Show this morning, uh, and you made some uh, statements around the borders opening because I know you're passionate about wanting to get the Queensland borders open, and you've even engaged the services of a lawyer to try to challenge the uh, state government. Can you fill us in on it? Yes, I have. I believe that Anastasia Palaszczuk, I agree with her closing the borders initially in the first place because of the spread of the coronavirus and protecting people's health, by all means. But to keep them shut at this point of time, I think it's just ridiculous and going too far. Even the Queensland Health um, Minister, um, not the Health Minister, but the Chief Health Officer, Jeanette Young, said she couldn't give a guarantee that the borders will be open by September. Mm. Now... Mm. Business is going to the wall. We rely on tourism from the southern states. We're not going to international tourists. We need to rely on those people from the south to actually come up here and travel through um, Queensland. Tourist operators are going going to the wall. A lot of these resorts will be closing down. They'll never reopen again. People won't take it on. So, and we've got to open up the borders and and allow people to move free movement of people. Under the Constitution, um, it does say that it prevents all governments from imposing barriers to interstate trade and commerce and guarantees freedom of intercourse among the states, which generally means the movement of people across the state. So it's not only trade and commerce. You've got people that cannot go across the border to mm. see their loved ones, their yes, families. Yes, that's me. You're yeah. keeping mm. people from family court matters. You know, they, they have time to see the children. Of course, they're not being able to go and see their kids. So it's affecting many people in many ways. Now, what about, and just playing devil's advocate, what about, because my fiancé, Jazz, her family's actually down in Yamber and she hasn't been able to see them. But what about the people who are, like, I mean, you look down in New South Wales, Senator Pauline, it's just been a uh, complete mess down there in the way they've handled the coronavirus stuff in a lot of ways. And people are scared of... Uh, opening that up to Queensland. Obviously, we're very protective of our beautiful state. What would you say to those people? Look, it's not really. You've got about 20 cases. That was up yesterday. I think the cases may be down to nine people who are in hospital. A lot of the states don't even have any um, coronavirus at all. In Queensland, we've only got four. You hear the tagline all the time, we're in this together. Well, are we really? Mm. We've shut the board. Are we... We've shut the borders to our fellow Australians and are we prepared to see these business people go under? Are we prepared to see people lose their homes, their properties, uh, the... You know, the destruction of families. You've also got depression that's happening because people need to see their loved ones. Yeah. I, I get that. I, I, I think, think we should have shut the borders 100 years ago, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have blue supporters down there, Pauline. We don't yeah, like leave them out. Seriously. Leave them out, mate. <laughs> um, oh, but look, we need the dollars up here, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you what, a lot of people, you've got to consider this. Some people are being very selfish in this because they're now on JobKeeper 
and job seeker payments. Mm. Job seeker is now double to what the new start used to get, what they got prior to it. And they said, oh, look, we, we want this to go on because we don't have to go out and work. We don't have to get up and go to work every day. We've got a great lifestyle now. And guess what? The government's paying for it. No, yeah. the government's not. Oh, it's I, get, I, I, I get that. The but we have, in, in our workplace, we actually have people on JobKeeper. And, and, and there's uh, uh, one person I can think of that's been cut down to one day. They're not happy about it. They're sitting around home on their ass doing nothing for four days of the week and yeah. they, don't, they don't feel very good um, about that. But but I understand where you're coming from as well and it's important that we do boost up the economy. Oh, it's definitely... If we don't, the cow will run dry of milk. You mm. can't keep milking and expect it to keep giving. It doesn't work that way. So come September, your job keeper and job seeker payments will be gone. Mm. All right? So I suggest those people out there, if you've got an opportunity to get a job, I suggest take it because a lot of businesses will not be opening again. Yeah. Um, Unless they, we open the border, do you reckon? Do you think that? Do you think if we open the border, it yeah. will it save will businesses? It will because it'll start the flow of um, finance. Money's coming through because people will start moving about. They'll start spending the money in the tourism and it needs to happen. We need to get the economy going mm. because we're having strife even with China. China's now threatening. They're not taking our beef, the, the barley. They're not taking barley. And now they're also talking about the iron ore and talking about the uh, the coal. Now, that's our biggest income in Australia is selling our coal. And if we don't sell this, we're in dire straits. We're in so how do we solve in, in this? Like how do we, how yeah, do we, do we stop do these here? tariffs? Because, you know, it's actually quite scary, um, you know, thinking that Australia could potentially, this is one of the headlines, go from a rich country to a poor country. How do we stop that? Well, you've got to stop it by, first of all, you've got to pull back on the welfare that we're paying out in the country. We pay one third of our revenue that the government collects in welfare payments. That's over $180 billion a year. That's prior to this. We've got a debt now. We'll come out of the coronavirus with possibly a debt of $1.5 trillion. So... We're lucky at the moment the interest rates are low, but if they start creeping up, at the moment prior to all this, we were paying around about 12, and it could depend on the interest rates, up to 12 to 18 billion a year just in interest. Can you imagine what we'd be paying now on one and a half trillion? So we won't have the money for the services. We put aside now 23 billion a year for the NDIS. Those people who need that that assistance. What about the aged pensioners? So unless we start getting the economy going, we won't be able to provide this money. You won't have the money for the infrastructure for schools, hospitals, roads, nothing. It's a so, bloody it's a bloody tough situation. Mm, it really is. It and, is. And that's why I'm pushing. We have to now concentrate on the economy. Yeah. If we don't concentrate it, the scaremongering that's happened, and I'll tell you this, Jeanette Young, the chief executive officer here in Queensland, health officer, she actually said we didn't really need to close the schools down, but we want to actually put the fear in people to take coronavirus seriously. Really? The, the, so you reckon that's, that's why they closed the yeah. schools down, wow. just to yes. create just fear? Just to scare people. That's Correct. Crazy. So do you think this is like that. a control mechanism from the government? Yes, oh. it is. And that's why the National Medical Officer and Professor Paul Kelly has said there's no reason, and the federal government, there's no reason to close the borders. Mm. Now, my challenging her means that she has to justify it because the less acute the public health situation is, she's got to justify for keeping the borders closed under the Constitution. And, if, uh, and it will take into consideration also why other states have not closed their borders. I believe that she's using this as an election ploy leading up to the election in October 
and I think it stinks. We don't. We need leadership, not dictatorship. Mm. Oh, strong words, Senator Pauline Hanson. You are always a very interesting chat. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you so much uh, for giving us guys, a bit of time this have, morning. Look. I don't mind look any time because if I can inform your listeners what's happening, whether it's in Parliament or it's policies or talk to you, I'm very happy to. Well, you thank know? you so much for your time this morning. Thanks, I think it's Pauline. going to be a very busy day for you and we really appreciate it. Get up with Nick and Beth. On hit.